0: to another inspirational message from city life center church if you're ever in the area come visit one of our services we would love to meet you enjoy the message up is down up is down. Thank you, guys. Our, our, as Preston mentioned early, earlier, our faith is full of paradoxes. In fact, Easter is a perfect example of this. You had a bloody crucifixion, and Jesus was there breathing his last breath, and his mother and the ladies there were sobbing, and darkness just enveloped them in the middle of the day, and the earth shook, and everything felt Down. Nothing seemed to be pointing up. But here's the truth. When God was actually doing something, God was stirring something up when everything felt down. You see, Jesus was slain. Uh, His followers were confused and their leader was, was dead and his corpse was buried in a tomb. But God was stirring things up when everything felt down. See, because this corpse was about to be resurrected, Jesus was about to inhale a deep breath. <gasps> and on that morning, on the third day in the tomb, it happened. So here's the paradox with God, up is down. Does it doesn't make sense. I know. That's why we call this whole thing faith. You see, we can't really figure it out. You can't put it into a formula. It's, it's not science. Now, now God is, is, you know, science is actually part of God's creation. So faith supersedes science. Doesn't that make sense? See, our best reasonings, are, they're going to leave, leave us uh, frustrated and confused. And that's where we just simply have to believe. Because with God, up is down. I mean, five months ago, right out here in front of this building, early in the morning at at uh, about 5:45, I experienced a mishap. I I abruptly crashed onto the sidewalk, splitting my patella in half. And I'll tell you what, I was down, <laughs> and it was no fun. And I was down for a long time. I like I can't. It was it was months before I could even go back upstairs to my room. But but again, this week I was at my physical therapy, and and my doctor he just said, Tim, you will not only get back 100 percent of the use of your leg by, now he's saying Thanksgiving, I'm glad for that. He said, but by this time next year, in other words, Easter next year, you are going to be stronger and better than you were even before your accident. And that's amazing because what was down is actually catapulting me up. You know, at at that moment on the cross on Good Friday, when Jesus' head dropped, it, it felt terrible, it felt low, it felt down. But you can't trust feelings because feelings deceive us. In reality, something amazing happened. Take a look at what it said in the scripture. It says, when Jesus cried out again in a loud voice, he gave up his spirit. And at that moment, the curtain of the temple was torn into from the top to the bottom. The earth shook, the rocks split, and tombs broke open. Now, that sounds terrible, doesn't it? It, it really does, but of course, with God, up is down. So, so, so keep looking, keep looking at it. It says, now, the bodies of many holy people who had died were raised to life. And they came out of the tombs after Jesus' resurrection and they went into Jerusalem and appeared to many people. So two really, really interesting things happen here. People came back to life. They came, dead people, plural, came out of their tombs. It wasn't just Jesus that was resurrected that day. And it says many Godly people came bursting out of their tombs. And this isn't even a zombie movie. I mean, the dead were literally walking. And and there's so much of God's power operating that, that when everything seemed down, this ripple effect happened. In fact, another really interesting thing that happened there at the crucifixion was, was this temple veil or this temple curtain was torn in two. Now, guys, this has huge significance to the Jewish people. As we read that, it's like, well, I don't understand that. That's kind of a nice thing, so a curtain ripped. Well, I can go rip curtains. No, that's not quite it. See, in this Jewish temple, there was this inner room called the Holy of Holies, also known as the Most Holy Place. And it's, it's where the presence of God literally dwelt. Access to this room was highly restricted and it was blocked by this huge, tall curtain, several stories high, six inches thick. And and only once a year, one person, which would be the highest ranking Jewish priest would be able to go behind this giant thick fabric veil and curtain. And and he went into God's presence and he went into God's presence to talk to God and and to request the sins of God's people be covered over. And he requested that miracles would happen for God's people. So when this temple was torn, it was amazing because it was actually torn from the top. And, And it's clear that no person tore it that's how God wanted it it's as if God himself reached down and ripped it and said no more barriers anyone can now get to me because of the blood of Jesus everything has changed yeah. access to God for you and me is no longer exclusive it's, it's it's no longer exclusive we can all go there we can all go boldly to God you can worship him. You can talk to him. You can commune with him. You can make requests of him. God, our God now, is 100% accessible to anyone. See, our opportunities went up when Jesus went down. Because with Jesus, up is down. And truth is, I know that we all have bad times. There's no promise that in life everyone's going to be free from pain and have no challenges or or discouragements. But if we try to overcome the struggles of life without the strength of our Lord Jesus, I'm telling you, those struggles can crush us because living life without Jesus, very simply, is a poor choice. And he cares deeply about you. He gave his life to you and he wants you to live life to its fullest extent and and to enjoy all that he created and to be free from the the misery of sin and your own mistakes and and the things that you've done that, that, that you know you feel so bad about. He wants to get it out of your life. So when he went down to the grave, something amazing happened and mankind's destiny changed that day. So now when we pray... It's like we're, we are touching the sky it's because we serve a God who answers prayer. And what's, what's cool with that is, is, is that not only when you pray to him, he, he doesn't just hear, but he answers. God said before, how this. This is awesome. Isaiah 65, before they call, I will answer. While they are speaking, I will hear. As soon as those words leave your lips, Bam, God is already working. I love the eagerness of God to respond to us. And, I, and guys, he is so enthusiastic to answer your cry. He's just waiting for you to say, say something. Jesus, help me. And and bam, he says, here I am. I am the God who answers prayer. It's because of what happened at the cross. Jesus is also our healer. I'm telling you guys, you don't have to remain sick. You don't have to stay afflicted. You don't have to be in a place of no hope because there's healing virtue in the name of Jesus. Sickness and disease simply cannot stand in the presence of God because the same power that caused Jesus' body to be a dead corpse, my friend, to be resurrected from the grave, that same power is in us. So when we pray, God answers. He says, I am the Lord who heals you. And how does he do that? Well, it's basically, it's through the excruciating punishment that he bore. Because by his wounds that he took on the cross, we are healed. His pain brings our healing. It's a paradox. Up is down, your healing was provided by those 39 lashes that were stricken on his back. Jesus is your healer. His pain is your gain with God. Up is down and it comes through prayer and we ask God and he works miracles. In fact, one of the best postures for prayer is is kneeling. And I, I still can't kneel. I, I try, but it only lasts about about three seconds and that's, that's, it, that's it because my leg is still not functioning properly. Uh, and, I, and I actually miss kneeling. I remember about, about uh, two weeks into my ordeal and and I just, I, I was, I, I can't kneel. It feels so strange that I can't do that. But kneeling is important. And I, I know it's only a physical posture, but it's a physical humbling of yourself that actually reflects where your heart is. It's this posture of your heart, which is really what's most important. It's just saying, I'm going down. You see, no one looks powerful on their knees, But up is down, and when we go down on our knees, we actually touch the sky. That's why I want to say, kneel to your healer. He answers prayer, he wants to heal you. God looks for that posture of humility, which is in your heart. And and because when we're arrogant, when we're arrogant, our gaze is strong and resolute, our chin is held high, and you're not gonna ask anyone for help when you're arrogant, you're self-sufficient. But we need to learn to cry out for help because the truth is is that propping ourselves up is only a formula for disaster. A couple years ago, my family and I were out at the beach and, and there was this, uh, I was out with my sons and, and in the it's in waves and it was, uh, it was probably about up to here or so and about 10 feet from us, we just kept hearing this guy gasp and, and uh, I didn't really understand what he was saying and didn't, wasn't really paying too much attention to him I and mean, he was right there next to us. Then we started looking and we saw him struggling, and his head would go down, he'd come back up, and he'd just yell,
1: Help! Help!
0: It was puzzling, but we were a few feet away from someone who was on the verge of drowning. But those words, help, grabbed our attention. I think it was Preston who said, Dad, is, is, do you think something's wrong with him? I was like, it actually doesn't sound like help. So we're sitting there discussing it. it was like the guy, one of the guys going down, and like, well, maybe we should just go do it. Let's, let's help. And so we did and brought him in. It was funny because didn't see him for a long time. He was like, oh, thank you. You could hardly breathe. He, he went back and eventually we saw him in the elevator the next day. It looked all good. Didn't even recognize him. And he ended up, you know, he's a doctor who, who was out there visiting with his family at the beach. And he said, thank you for saving my life. But I don't know if it would have happened if, we would, if he would just wouldn't have said help. What if he would have you know, I'm educated, I'm smart, I'm strong, I've got this all together, I don't need help. You see, that's where we need to have humility. We need to go down. We need to... Ask Jesus for help. Heal me, God. Because He's also our miracle worker. Uh, guys, He is this supernatural God who works miracles today. And, and the greatest miracle of all is not only the is not just the resurrection of His body, but it's the resurrection of our lives, of the of darkness and sin, and, and how it's, it's literally taken away and we can just spend eternity with Him. That's a miracle, guys. And He's still working miracles today, right here in Fort Worth, Texas. Israel's King David, the king, the king king of actually the greatest kingdom on the face of the earth at that time, he said this. He said, you are a God who performs miracles. He said, you display your power among the peoples, and he wants to perform miracles for you guys even today. He, wa- you know, he wants to put his power on display for people to see, and it works some miracles for you. If you feel like you're stuck and you're without hope the truth is, he can turn things around for you because there's simply no end to his miracle power. So it's, it's really up to us as to whether we're going to be willing to go down and humble ourselves to touch the sky because with God, up is down. Because of what happened at Easter, we don't have to remain stuck in the mud. That's why I encourage you, kneel to your miracle worker because Jesus answers Prayer. In fact, over the next two Sundays, I'm gonna be teaching you to pray in a very unique way that's in the scriptures regarding how to see miracles released in your life. It's, It's actually a way of opening the door in humility to God, saying, God, I want you to show your power in me and to me and through me. And, and the way to do that is, is right now, we just start by thanking God for the resurrection because Jesus is the living God, and he is fully accessible to us right now, right here. He's our deliverer. I mean, Jesus delivered his people. God delivered them out of Egyptian slavery some 3,000 and some years ago. But, but how he delivered them, he can still deliver us in 2016. He wants to deliver you from toxic thoughts. He wants to deliver you from hell's harassment and mind games. He wants to deliver you from habits and addictions that are controlling your life. If you're willing to go down and you can be humble, Jesus will lift you up. I'm going to teach you how to pray to receive those things. King David, I love it. He says this. He says, I am poor and I'm needy. Come quickly to me, oh God. You are my help and deliverer. Now think about it. Just Let's use our minds for a second. Does a king really need a deliverer? Isn't he the most powerful? Wasn't he the most powerful man on the planet at that time? Yes. He had armies. Why didn't he call him his armies and chariots? No, because here's the truth rank doesn't give you favors with God. See, humility and prayer opens the door for our own deliverance. He wants to deliver you from drug dependence. He wants to deliver you from alcohol addiction. He wants to deliver you from an addiction to empty pursuits of pleasure. He wants to deliver you from fear. He wants to deliver you from dark thoughts. He is your help. Jesus is your deliverer. And things can change quickly because with God, up is down. And if you simply come to your risen Jesus and touch heaven from from your, your knees... There's this going to be this huge upward shift, which is going to shift your future. Kneel to your deliverer. Jesus answers prayer. As I teach you to pray over these next couple of weeks, I honestly believe that heaven is going to be opened over your life. When your knees hit the ground, things are going to begin, begin to go up for you. See, when Jesus was down in the tomb, the truth is, he didn't stay down. He didn't stay down. He has risen, and on the very first Easter morning, these three ladies who were his followers, they set out that morning to uh, to to put some aromatic spice oils and to pour them or to anoint him those her, his body with all of these oils, and they would been strong-smelling uh, incenses of different types. They were basically wanting to cover up the stench of a rotting, dying corpse. Everything looked down. But these ladies, I guess they were just making the best of it. (laughs) I love it, because on their way to the tomb, they started talking, and they said, "Uh oh Uh, we just we didn't even think about this we're going to go up here and and it's going to be sealed up with a huge stone it's kind of like kind of like you know ladies if you were to go out shopping and you're like I'm going to go to the mall at 5 a.m. And, so, and then you get to the mall and go oh wait they're closed i mean that that's basically what they were doing i'm not i'm not saying that they were not smart but i don't know what was going on in their brains they were stressed they were stressed but they they came out and 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 then they said it's sealed up how are we going to get in we remember there's a huge massive boulder in front of it and and but then they looked up the bible says at that moment as they were coming close and they looked up and they saw the stone was moved over to the side in fact it was they, they could go in and they actually went running into the tomb and it says there's this young man who was sitting there in the tomb and he was just sitting on the side in this this white robe uh, and the body was gone just this guy sitting there and, and and they they were freaking out. They were like, oh, no, because so, he's telling them, don't be afraid, don't be afraid. See, he was an angel from God. And he said, if you're looking for Jesus, which of course they were, he says, if you're looking for Jesus, I wanna just let you know, he's not here. Take a look, see, see, he's not here. He has risen. <laughs> see, Jesus loved himself came down from heaven to lift us up. Love himself became lowly and humble and took a criminal's execution to lift us up and to give us access to God. And today, Jesus is alive and he's risen. He is now up preparing a place for us, an eternal dwelling for us, for every single person who chooses to simply access God through him. And we will go up. If we humbly accept him with God up is down and it 's kind of like kind of like this I have this little child 's ball here and you know these little things are they, it's it's kind of like our lives yeah, and, and we, we have our life here and we try to prop ourselves up and so we think, well if I have really cool clothes from the Best retailer, and prop myself up a little bit. If I go to H and M's grand opening here next week, I prop myself up a little bit more. If I eat at the Cheesecake Factory and and but then also eat at, at some really healthy places, I'll prop myself up a little bit more here too. If I take this vacation, take this trip, take this, and we keep trying to, and we keep trying to, especially uh, and I tell you what, it's especially for us who live in the city. I, I I think there's there's a unique pressure that we live under, and it's like a pressure we put on ourselves to try to just get as many experiences as possible. In fact, our city is teeming with experiences, so many that you could never experience them all in a lifetime if you just stayed right here in the Metroplex. Experience this, experience that, and we keep trying to prop ourselves up, but the truth is that never works. We still stay the same, boring, and bland and dull. It leaves, and, and, and then what ends up happening as we keep trying to prop ourselves up, we become empty, we become cynical, we become pessimistic, and all we can see is the negative because it's shallow and it's empty. But God's way is down. You see, God's way is not prop yourself up, it's put yourself down. Because when you go down, then all of a sudden life is filled with flavor and zest. Because when you go down, everything changes. You see, this little ball, it's nothing here. But when it goes down, all of a sudden... Everything changes. Some of you guys need to change some things, all right? Some of you guys just need to say, hey, I'm going to go down and I'm going to make some changes in my life. Some of you need to say, you know what? I'm done with the way that I've been living and I'm just going to quit trying to prop myself up and I'm going to say, this is God's time. This is what God wants and I'm going to have a little bit of fun with my life and I'm going to get down on my knees and I'm going to do the right thing. Yeah. Yeah. You know you wanted to be up here throwing balls with me, didn't you? (laughs) So kneel to your risen Savior. Jesus answers prayer. Earlier we sang this song called Touch the Sky. It's about how God came down to earth to lift us up. Because we need to be freed from our own high place, of arrogance and pride. Especially the arrogance and pride that comes along with living in the big city. Because the lyrics say this, it says says this, it says, what fortune lies beyond the stars, those dazzling heights too vast to climb. I got so high to fall so far. But I found heaven as love, which is God, swept low see the way to god is when we lay our, even our own lives down and we fall up into his arms it says my heart beating my soul breathing i found my life when i laid it down <laughs> upward falling spirit soaring i touched the sky but my knees hit the ground. See, our, our knees, it hits the ground when we receive Jesus into our lives and our knees continue to hit the ground when we come to him in humility and, and, and we, when we ask him for miracles and healing and for intervention. The song says, what treasure waits within your scars? That gift of freedom gold can't buy. I bought the world, but I sold my heart. But you traded heaven to have me again. It's the paradox of the kingdom. I touch the sky when my knees hit the ground. I want us to encounter God right now in this room, I do. Uh, the band, the singers are going to lead us here in a second, I, but I'm gonna ask you guys to remain seated. I want you to join me by in, in pushing every distraction away. Push it away and just stay right there in your seat, just almost like in a place of humility before God. If you want to kneel, you can kneel or just bow your heads or just be close to God and touch the sky. Talk to God one-on-one, confess some sin, request some help. Let God know, I'm poor and needy and I need you, Jesus. And he'll lift you up and everything can change today because with God up is down church I want you to listen to the song for the few minutes and I want you to touch the sky come on close your eyes for just a moment close your eyes and focus internally guys if you want to know this Jesus that I'm talking about you, you want a clean slate and you're ready to live your life with a sense of purpose and destiny I'm going to give you an opportunity to respond right now if you want to be included in a closing prayer at this moment and make Jesus Christ the Lord of your life I'm going to simply ask you to raise your hand In a sense, you're basically going to reach up and you're going to touch the sky. Hey, God loves you so much. He died for you and rose again so that you can have life to the full and everything can change today. Will you lift your hand for me if you would like for me to pray with you, connect my faith with you to receive Christ. Lift your hand so that I can see it just say, Pastor, that's me. I need Jesus today and I want to make things right before I leave this room. I want to give my life to Christ. Come on, lift your hand. That's me, Pastor. This is the moment. Now's the time. Thank you. Who else? Okay, here's what I want us to do. I want every person in this room to please stand with me. And if you raise your hand, I would like for you, along with everybody else who is here, to pray these words with me. Come on, pray it out loud. Pray these words with me. Dear Jesus, come on, say it out loud. Dear Jesus, thank you for dying for my sin. I believe you're the Son of God. Forgive my sins. Today I give up my past and I embrace the future that you have for me. I choose to let you love me, and I will love you in return. Thank you for your death, and thank you for your resurrection. In Jesus' name, amen. Come on, let's sing it together. Come on. Praise God.
1: Thank you for listening to this week's podcast. For more information on how you can get involved with City Life locally, text CONNECT to 41411. Again, that's CONNECT to 41411. Or visit us online at citylifecenter.org. We would love to meet you.